Aloha, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak. Welcome to The Body Show. Each week we talk about health and fitness, but none of what we discuss replaces a visit to your own primary care provider. Taking care of all aspects of a person's needs is a goal almost all doctors have, but coordination of this care with medical, dental, psychological, and social needs, that's a challenge not many of us can meet. Well, we found a group who has been doing that, outreaching to the community and doing a great job of it. And since we don't often hear about the positive side of what's going on in the medical field, I thought it was time that we take a look at it. We have Dr. Ahor Payam from Waikiki Health in the studio. We're going to discuss the system that they have in place to handle such variation as the residents, the transient residents, the local people, the homeless teenagers, and see how a patient-centered medical home system can work. We're going to talk about some of the unique challenges of this population, including some conditions that all of us can see and often don't manage on our own, and that's those who might have hepatitis C, who might have HIV, other challenges that may not be something that we all think about happening on a regular basis, but it still is out there. So we're going to talk about these challenges and more. As always, as part of the show, we'd love to hear from you. If you've ever had an experience at Waikiki Health Center, good, hopefully not bad, but or otherwise, or you have some concerns about who do they serve and what kind of people can they see and all that sort of stuff, well, we might have some answers. So you can join us today at 941-3689, toll free from our friends in the neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Without further ado, Dr. Payam, welcome to The Body Show. Hello. We're happy to have you here. Now, Waikiki Health is in your blood. You know, when you went to medical school, when you did your residency training, we have these things called continuity clinics where you start doing outpatient medicine while you're still in training. Correct. And you started back in 08? I started back in 08. I uh, I did my residency here um, with the uh, University of Hawaii uh, Internal Medicine Residency Program. And, yeah, my continuity clinic or my once-a-week clinic was Waikiki Health. So You liked it so much you couldn't help yourself. I You've could not there get ever enough. Since. Yep. Uh, so after I was done with residency, I honestly couldn't think of uh, anywhere else that I would be happier. So, you know, I ended up staying. staying what more. are some of the unique challenges. You know, when we hear about Waikiki, a lot of people think, oh, it's just all for tourists. But there's a lot of people that who is live so true. in Waikiki. They're, they're, they oh, live there all the time. Of course. Yeah. Actually, most of the people we see are are, are people who live in Honolulu, um, not just Waikiki. But really? um, I have people coming all the way from the other side of the island, um, as well as the other providers there. So, So it really does encompass Pretty much anywhere. And there's yeah. other areas as well. I mean, not only is there the Waikiki Health, sort of the, the mothership, shall we say, there's other locations as well. Correct, correct. Um, we actually have um, about five or six locations. Um, our whereabouts? Main... Whereabouts? I'm just curious. <laughs> um, Tell me where. <laughs> if I was going to go look for you guys, where am I going? Well, okay, so I, I guess I'll give you landmarks. So the our main clinic is on Ahua Avenue, That's um, and it's right next to the Banyan Hotel. And that's where I'm located mostly. Um, we also have a um, clinic. And should I talk about the services we have at each clinic or should I just kind of No, go jump for it. And... Tell us about the services. Okay. Tell us what's at each one. And so, okay, okay. and then we'll talk a little bit more about the unique challenges of, of managing sure. certain situations that, you know, I may not see in my 
clinic. And, sure. uh, you know, I wish we had medical and dental, although I can't say my favorite place to go is the dentist. It's not the dentist's fault. It's probably my own. Uh, but, you know, let's talk about what you've got at each place. I'm curious. Sure, sure. Uh, so at our main clinic, which is on Ahua Avenue, uh, we basically have uh, medical services, and we we pretty much see everything, um, anything from diabetes to hypertension. Uh, we do see a pretty large uh, population of patients with HIV, um, hepatitis C. Um, we have behavioral health services there with two psychologists. Um, we have... Um, uh, wow, so many things I can't think of. Right um, we have um, we have a nutritionist, dietitian. We have tobacco cessation. Um, kind of that whole patient-centered medical yeah, home. If you yeah. need it, if it's nutrition, if it's right. counseling, if it's Correct. a medical concern. I, they were actually probably doing it long before I got there. They've probably been doing it even before, you know, we have this term of patient-centered medical. Yeah, I mean, that's just, one they of weren't the calling things they it have that been. back right, in those right. days. Um, back in the good old days, as I like to joke with uh, our medical director. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it, it's pretty comprehensive care. Um, and mainly primary care, or do you have specialists? Um, we don't necessarily have specialists, but I personally, I do see um, patients with, H- with HIV. With you do a lot of specialty work. Exactly, I do, yeah. right. Okay. Um, one of the things that I, that I like about both community health and, and you know, Waikiki Health in, in particular is um, we kind of have this attitude, and I think it's across the board with most community health is, is you know, we treat what, you know, maybe what other people are not comfortable treating or, or cannot treat. Um, we basically take on things that, that are, you know, that maybe other people aren't doing. You're like the cowboys and cowgirls of medicine. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, like one of the things that inspired me to, to actually um, to stay on was was uh, kind of our medical director. He's been treating HIV for over 20 years now. He was doing it at a time when a lot of, I think, people in, in primary care were not willing to take on HIV. Um, yeah, there's always something new going on in that condition. Yeah. And I have to say, I haven't treated it in my office alone yeah. without the help of specialists because right. I don't feel like I'm up to date with the latest treatment. But, you know, in your case, it sounds like you're given the flexibility and freedom to say, right. hey, I can handle this. Right. I'm going to take care of this. Oh, yeah. And and if I can't, I'll get someone else involved. But right. exactly. let me do my best to do it myself. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. All right. Um, so that's at your that's at your main, that's our main site. Clinic. Now, yeah. there's some other great outreach services that you guys have. Where are those and what do they do? Yes. Um, so one of our uh, bigger sites is Caravan, uh, which serves uh, largely the homeless population. Um, however, we, we do include you know other patients as well. But it still does serve mostly the homeless population and does have several outreach programs. That so this is go- a van. Uh, it's a it's a mobile medical unit. Okay, Mo- so it's driving around. It's driving around, but then correct. it's stopping somewhere. It's stopping in a s- central place. Right. Correct. Correct. And people are seeing it and coming. Right. So one okay. of the places um, that the mobile mobile medical unit actually goes to is uh, Hinamaka, which okay. is a treatment facility in in Kaneohe. Um, so we provide medical services there, um, and there are several other spots that they kind of go to on on uh, various days to kind of. Bring medical services to where otherwise, you know, people on the street might not be able to have. And they might not be able to get to the main location. You know, if you're in Hinamauka, if you're in another location and you don't have bus fare, how are you going to get there? Exactly, exactly. There's no other way to get it other than, you know, someone coming out and providing medical services for you. 
Okay, so you've got Caravan. I know that you guys also help with the Next Step Shelter. Yes. I know that's a big thing that you guys have sponsored. Correct. And those... That was was like 2010 is uh, when uh, when Waikiki took over the uh, the Next Step Shelter. And what sort of services do you provide there? Um, It's it's mostly, you know, services that you would find at a shelter. We did did have medical services there, and we, we might be incorporating medical services there again. Um, but, uh, but we have housing programs, job assistance programs. Um, so when you talk about taking care of the whole person, yeah, it's not just their body, their medical needs. It's also right. their social needs. Exactly. Do they need a job? Are they yeah. homeless? Do they need a place to live? Right. And then also psychological needs and then also dental needs. I mean, it really does. Right. It's, it's true. Before we coined that term, quote, patient-centered medical home. It was done in certain places, and a lot of the community Correct. health centers kind of had this model in place already. Right. Right. And now it, it's something that we're looking at saying, hey, you know what? They do a really good job of it. Let's try and incorporate this elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And, of course, as with medicine, let's give it a fancy new name yeah, so that, right. you know, it sounds really cool. So, okay. So now are there other sites other than Caravan and the Next Step and Waikiki Health? So our uh, newest site would be the the Makahiki Clinic, which is on Makahiki Way. Um, And uh, that is kind of uh, a smaller version of our our Ohua Clinic. Um, But they actually provide services that we don't have at Ohua. So they have dental. They have medical services, but they also have dental services, uh, behavioral health. Um, they will have tobacco cessation. And, um, yeah. Okay. And so those are some of the main sites that are all in this community health network mm-hmm, mm-hmm. under Waikiki Health. Right. Now, you mentioned something really curious, and you mentioned that, you know, you yourself treat a lot of people who have HIV and hepatitis C. Now, a lot of the folks that come to the clinic, some of, their insur- some of them are insured, some of them are uninsured, some of them may be paying for their services. It sounds like really nobody would ever be truthfully turned away. I mean, no, that's actually true. We part don't of the mission turn away is anybody. You show like, up, literally. We will see you. We will much. figure out the yeah. back end later. Right. You're a, you're a person. You're sick. We're going to do something to take care of you. Pretty much, yeah. Now, your particular focus is taking care of some of the sickest of folks. And we were talking a little bit before the show that, you know, there are some particular conditions where you have expertise, hepatitis C and HIV. And, you know, I'm curious because about a year or so ago, maybe it was two years now, the the new treatments came out for hepatitis C. Extremely Mm -hmm. expensive, difficult to get, but very, very effective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Tell me a little bit about how the challenges of the population that you serve affects your ability to treat hepatitis C. I can only imagine if somebody has a severe condition, but they're homeless, that it's much harder to figure out how to treat them than it might be for somebody who, you know, has a nine to five job and has their own office and has, you know, the ability Mm. to come and go as they please and drive to their appointments. What are some of the unique challenges in handling what I think are some of the most significant medical concerns, infectious wise? Mm. In your particular population, well, I think that's yeah. Those are things that you you know normally wouldn't find as challenges is you know uh, having these social issues that that you know certainly certainly um, you know compound the the medical issues. Um, yeah, it, it's 
you know, just getting in terms of the hepatitis C, just getting the medications is is difficult to begin with. But getting them approved, exactly, insurance to cover because exactly. there are some restrictions. They're pretty expensive, yes, correct. and medically they are restricted to people who have a certain severity of disease, correct. not necessarily an income level right. or or a how did you get hepatitis level, but more severity of disease. So those right. people who have we call it scarring of the liver or fibrosis. If you have a certain level of liver damage, you may qualify to get these medications. So not everybody, but those who have that certain level of liver damage may have other challenges, I would imagine. Right. I mean, if, if you're worrying about, you know, where your next meal is going to come from, exactly. you're not going to, you know, you may not be as invested in, in treating your hepatitis C or your HIV. So those are, you know, kind of the challenges we face um, at, you know, at our clinic, certainly, but probably other community health centers, too. And how do you handle that? <laughs> um, that's a good question. <laughs> Just to put you on the spot, tell me what you do right now. Um, basically, it's, it's, it's building that relationship with the patient. That's probably the most important part of it. Um, you know, the best way to get them invested, to, to get them engaged, is, is, to, is to know them. You know, know them personally. I mean... We we've had we've had patients that have been going there for ten years, fifteen years, twenty years. Um, it, I think for us to meet that challenge, building that relationship probably is the is the key. So that's kind of a whole other element of yeah. medical practice. Yeah. It's not just let me take care of your hepatitis. Right. It's let me build a relationship so right. you trust me enough exactly. to make your hepatitis important enough exactly. that you want to mm-hmm. treat it. Yep. That's a whole other dimension to medicine that I think a lot of folks, myself included, don't realize when you, you know, I'll see somebody who comes in for an appointment and I will assume you're here, you've made it to our parking garage, which above and beyond itself is difficult. You've gotten in, you've parked your car, you've gotten an appointment, you've shown up, you clearly want treatment, you're showing that by all of these steps. I don't generally have to try and pry them to come in. That's a whole other element I never would have thought of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's important, and it's, it's why I got into uh, community health, um, community medicine. You know, just to have that opportunity to build that relationship, to to see where you know that relationship goes. You know, to help those that need it most. You know, do you have any particular success story that comes to mind? Wow, so many. Um, <laughs> okay, I just was hoping for one, maybe two. Um, Think of a recent one. Like, you know, I am always curious about teenagers. You know, there's a lot of homeless teenagers in Waikiki that I never knew about. And one of the people that I see said, I know of a lot of – there's this whole other situation that's going on. And I'm like, I'm clueless, really. Right. Um, Actually, one that comes to mind is is someone who – she was younger. Um, I think she was in her 20s. Um, She had an addiction to oxycodone. Um, and she'd been addicted for many, many years. Uh, she was seen at, at one of our clinics, uh, the PATH Clinic, um, which is a women's health clinic, but they also do uh, addiction treatment as well there. Um, and, you know, just having been connected to our clinic and, and being treated there, she was able to basically, you know, uh, quit her addiction. Um, and, you know, she... You know, found a a good job and and um, yeah. Does she still come back for services there? She actually ended up moving, but I did see her after she you know was successful in uh, in quitting her addiction and and finding a job. And so it was it was nice to see that. Like I said, she ended up moving back to she was from 
she was from the mainland. I forgot where in the mainland, but she ended up moving back. But it was just nice to see that. It was it was nice to kind of see that that growth, that progression, that you know improvement. Yeah, that improvement. from someone who is taking yeah. Yeah. you know addictive medication to right. because when I I've first saw her, she was she was completely addicted and she was living out on the street. She was homeless. Um, and yeah, it was it was just such a you know one eighty turn. You know, that's what makes you stay in medicine. Yeah, yeah. It's those success stories. You know, a lot of folks think, oh, a lot of times doctors stay in medicine for the money. Well, do I have news for you? Those days are far gone. It's not a money-making enterprise. It's it's It's, really not. It's really that connection, that ability. And those are the people that stick in your mind, the ones who got off of the paid medicine in your case and got themselves a job and turned their life around. And that's really the kind of stuff that keeps us in it, despite all the paperwork and insurance hassles and all those other sort of logistics. Mm -hmm. Those are the things. Yeah, that's what makes it worth it. It really, really does. Absolutely. Now, other situations that, you know, I'm curious because you may not even realize, the things that you deal with on a regular basis that are a little different than what other clinics might deal with, maybe not community health centers. What are some of the things that stand out to you? Because having been there now for like seven years, pretty much grown up in your medical training and your career That's with Waikiki Health, it, yeah. what have you seen that has changed and that you see as different from what you handle on a day-to-day basis to like something that I might handle? Hmm. Um, it, it's... Like like you mentioned earlier, it's a lot of those those kind of psychosocial um, aspects that that you may not see as let's say like a private practitioner or someone who was at like a, a bigger more private health center. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of those comorbidities that you you might you know refer out to to see other you know providers. Like for example, um, we have you know we have a lot of patients with depression with anxiety. Um, bipolar disorder, um, and in general, in Hawaii, there's there's not too many psychiatrists, and the ones that are there are definitely uh, not you know enough. This. I yeah. was just you know this sending out um, some nasty emails to some folks today saying we need more, and yeah. they probably think I need one myself. But I mean, truthfully, we really do have a lack of of right. available psychiatry appointments and right. psychiatrists, and it's not because the folks here aren't busy. Right. They're super busy. We just it's need just... to clone them. <laughs> Something, yeah, something of that sort. Yeah. But, um, but, but because of that, you know, us as providers in community health at Waikiki Health, you wind up treating it. We we wind up treating it. We we have our psychologists who we work with, you know, very closely. But um, but yeah, we we kind of take that that stuff on because, you know, otherwise, where are those patients going to get care? You know. Very important point. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Ahor Payam from Waikiki Health. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more about the unique challenges of dealing with populations that otherwise may not be able to receive any care. And we're also going to talk about some other unique medical concerns that Dr. Payam takes on. Hepatitis C, we mentioned, HIV, some of the things that you make me feel like a wimp. I mean, I refer these to other doctors, but but I think there's so much of an advantage of trying to take care of a lot of these conditions in one location. So we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about this concept of patient-centered medical home and how they've really mastered the art of bringing that to the people who need it. 
And you can always join us. You can give us a holler. Let us know your experiences. Let us know if you know of folks who have gone there and how their needs have been served. At 941-3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Focusing on the hard questions that couples face before and after they make a significant personal and financial commitment in their lives, and taking a comedic look at the end of life with undertakers, mortuaries, and more. Tomorrow morning at 8 on The Conversation. From the Mississippi Delta to Chicago's South Side, and now in HPR's Atherton Studio, the blues is on the move. Join slide guitarist, vocalist Rick Smith and his veteran sidemen Saturday, June 27th for a special blues review. Reserve your seats at 955-8821 during business hours or go to hprtickets.org. Bluesman Rick Smith and the Trailer Park Romeos, June 27th, 7.30 p.m. in the Atherton. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to contributors Whole Foods Market Hawaii, Ferraro Choi, and Ulupono Initiative. Aloha. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Ahura Payam from Waikiki Health, and we're talking today about the concept of patient-centered medical home and how that may be fancy terms for what our community health clinics have been doing pretty much all along. And we're looking at the particular example of Waikiki Health as sort of a model for how community health centers can can provide these services and some of the unique challenges that handling handling certain populations may provide that maybe in a standard medical practice I may not have to handle as often as my buddy Dr. Payam does and does a great job of it. No, what you do is important, too. Well, it is true, true. I, I, I'm not a cowboy or cowgirl. I'm not at that level yet, but okay, now I'm feeling bolder. If you want to join us or you've ever had an experience at Waikiki Health Center, it used to be, now it's a whole group Waikiki Health, we'd love to hear from you, and you can join us at 941-3689, toll-free neighbor islands, 877-941-3689. Now, I noticed something. They were like nice enough to bring me some information about Waikiki Health and their services. And here at the Ohua Clinic, you guys also, there's the perinatal services and traditional Hawaiian healing as yes. well. Yes, Auntie Francine, as I call her. Auntie Francine. Tell me about her because I don't have that in my office. I'm starting to feel a little jealous. I might have she to go She is a ray a of sunshine. No, she's she's our, our native Hawaiian healing specialist, um, uh, Lomi Lomi traditional massage. Um, uh, actually, I do, I do send her a lot of patients. Sort of for that... What sort of conditions and what indications would you be prescribing traditional Hawaiian Pretty healing? Pretty much any kind of pain you have, whether it's neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, um, yeah. And so they'll get a chance to see Auntie yeah, Francine. Yeah. And do they are they able to come back and see her regularly, even yeah. if they don't come in to see you? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, so it's like sessions. You can go for basic, X number yeah, basic, of sessions. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Um. Now, the other thing that was mentioned that is unique to what Waikiki Health does is that you often have pharmacy available on site. Yes, we sure do. And that's another concept that 
you know, when we talk about trying to put everything in one place, you know, I work at Straub and we have a pharmacy that is on site there. And yet a lot of folks, you know, still Mm -hmm. based on their insurance, they have to get their medicine at Long's or somewhere else. And Waikiki, other than recently when they started with, I think, the Prince Kuhio Pharmacies 1 and 2 Mm -hmm. or Kuhio Pharmacy 1 and 2. Right. uh, You know, prior to that, there's like no pharmacy in Waikiki. Right. And so really you guys were 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 forced to start the clinic Correct. with Correct. pharmacy services available. Correct. Yep. And we we actually have a pharmacy at our uh, Makaiki clinic now too. So it's really grown. Oh yeah, yeah. Do you see that there are a lot more compliant people because there's the pharmacy right by. It's not go drive to wherever and get right. your medicine that or get it in the mail. That is the best it's, thing for compliance yeah. ever. Yeah. Here's your pills right here. Yeah, because they can just go right downstairs and and get their medications and, you know. Now, some of the things that I know in handling some folks in the past who who may not have had the same level of availability of services is that, you know, sometimes it's something really basic. You tell somebody, change your dressing daily, and they they don't have clean dressings, and they may not have access Mm -hmm. to a shower and clean it with what? You know, they may not have soap. Some of the real basic needs that I think a lot of times we forget. Is that something, a challenge that you guys have? Yeah, yeah. Um, I actually used to... um uh, see patients at the caravan clinic too, and um, and yeah, that was uh, like you mentioned, a very very common thing. Um, when you don't have basic uh, the basic necessities of life, um, a lot of things take a back seat. You know, including you know care for wounds, care for you know basic medical things. So infections don't get better if you can't clean the exactly. Wound, yeah, no matter how many antibiotics mm-hmm, you take. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but but yeah, I mean having someone there having a clinic there to be able to go in there to have you know these things these kind of um needs met yeah that's it's it's a big thing now for a lot of docs again myself included hiv has been something that infectious disease specialists handle and they often take care of all the needs of those individuals and i may see them for their other conditions diabetes high yep. blood pressure high cholesterol whatever may arise but a lot of their HIV-related treatment is provided by a specialist. And part of that on my side is just because there's so many advances in HIV treatment, yeah. I feel like I can't keep up. Yeah, no, it's, it's hard. It is hard. How is it that HIV is something – how do you incorporate treatment for that? And is that something that you guys have the medication available on site? I mean, basically, Dr. Payana, how do you keep up to date with that and also with everything else? I don't sleep. Okay. Well, you know, caffeine's a wonderful thing. It sure and is. I learned that in residency. You still haven't gotten out of that mold nope. yet. Okay. So we won't talk about sleep medicine uh, today with you. Maybe that wouldn't be a good success. But is it something that you see a lot of? I don't see it very much, but it's not because it's not still out there. There are still people getting diagnosed yeah. with HIV. Right. This is still something serious in the community. Mm. How Correct. big of a problem is it? Because I don't see it. That is the biggest problem when it comes to treating HIV is is what we call linking to care. Um, is you know having available, making that connection with someone who's newly diagnosed, getting them in, getting them on treatment, and then. You know, having them be able to, to, to follow up. That's the biggest challenge, I would say, in, in HIV care. And so it's really, it's that relationship you talked Exa- about earlier. It all goes, exactly. exactly. For it somebody who's not sick, who may yeah. get a newly diagnosed condition, mm-hmm. who doesn't feel it, how do you make them feel like it's something they want to treat? 
And and that's where the relationship's important. Because if if you build a nice relationship, if they trust you, then you know, they're gonna listen. And that's, you know, I often tell people high blood pressure is the silent killer. Don't wait until you have symptoms because you could have really bad numbers. And yet sometimes the medication makes somebody feel tired or makes them feel a little bit, you know, weak or dizzy. And so they Mm. don't want to take the medicine because they felt better without it. They liked their high blood pressure. Why should I take all these medications? I I don't feel anything. Now, with the current treatment, if somebody came in and was diagnosed with HIV tomorrow, they should start on medicine immediately? If they're willing to, yes. Yes. So current treatment is do it. Yeah. All right. We've got a caller on the line. We have Margaret from Honolulu. Margaret, welcome to the Body Show. Hello. Hi. I want to. I'm. I go to Waikiki Health Center, and I've been there since 2008, and I was homeless, and so now I'm in in permanent housing. It's taken a while, but my consistency with them—they're just wonderful. Aloha there. I mean, I. I I'm originally from the mainland, Twenty, been here 25 years, but uh, I have to say to the doctor and for the people at Waikiki Health that they're just amazing. Uh, they have so much aloha, and, and I've seen people come in that were so homeless, and they could have gone to caravan, but they'll still work with them and talk with them. Um, it, my doctor that I had there, she went to be a specialist for... Uh, Queens, I believe, recently, and she, even when I saw her for, she was there the whole seven or eight years, she helped me and did letters for me to get housing, and uh, my other doctor helped me so much, too, on different things that I cannot put it into words, but they're better than anything I've ever had in my life, Uh, and I'm so grateful. I am so grateful. Well, Margaret, you're the type of success story that that they love to hear about because you went from challenges with housing to now being in permanent housing. And, and I swear, Dr. Payam, you didn't know Margaret was going to call on the I phone. I did not. All right. But how nice no, to hear personally not. from you, Margaret, that you felt so inclined, having started in that clinic, having all those challenges, to want to keep going year after year to make sure that you took care of your medical needs, but also some of the social needs as well. That's just fantastic. Right. I have a psychologist there. And also with that, I understand now that you have to kind of to be get a caseworker. We don't go through access line anymore for mental health. You would have to go see, get approval with your doctor and do a form and see a psychologist, which they have all right there at the Waikiki Health. Uh, and that's another thing, you know, for the homeless people that if they, they need to do their part too. You know, if they're really hurting, and I've seen some people with infections out there, uh, like it's diabetes, basically, you know, it's, it's on their legs and their feet, and they could get help, you know. But they have to take the step. Like, I, I even drove, took bus. I, I took bus, and that, too, was, you know, your doctor helps you do a pass so you can get a certain kind of bus pass so you can make your appointments. And um, I came from the Windward side for about three and a half to four years and came all the way to Waikiki Health Clinic. I would not change. <laughs> I would not change my story. You know, actually, Margaret, I, 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 I want to thank you because every time I, I hear a story like that where if a, if a patient uh, thanks me, uh, I thank them because they're the ones that are putting in the hard work. 
we're basically a conduit. You know, we're just providing a way for them to take ownership of their own health, basically. Well, you really, really do a good job. I cannot thank you you enough. Even they call you ahead for making sure that you've got your appointment down to come in. Uh, And also, you know, the appreciation is the shots. Like, you know, my doctor that I had had there and went on, and now I have a replacement, but she's just fine uh, there at Waikiki. They mentioned, like, to get the hepatitis shots, especially if you're living outside or you're homeless. Yep. And even though I was in a very clean, uh, and you had to have TB testing to get into a group home, um. My doctor recommended, and she gave me the shots anyway, even though she just wanted to make sure, I guess because she went into work with a liver specialist. Um, but I wanted, I wanted to tell you thank you. You are just, y'all are just great. I, I, I cannot tell the homeless enough out there, or even the elderly. Like, I've seen one man came in one day, he must have been in his 80s. He had fallen. He'd never been in there before, and he took a fall, and he was just literally, his skin was so scraped. And people just came to him right away and helped him. You know, it, 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 not, it's just amazing. So I, I really do thank you. Well, thank you, Margaret, thank for you, calling Margaret. us today and for sharing your story with us. Because, you know, a lot of folks don't realize that this is affecting people day to day. And to have this level of service, you know, once you find that home, I mean, Margaret was bussing in from the windward side because mm. she found her medical home where Mm. she felt like she had that relationship Mm. you talk about that really made her invest in her own health and housing and all of those other needs. What a fantastic first-person story. Yeah, yeah. Um, And and you find those stories a lot where it it literally does feel like a home for a lot of the patients. It it feels like a – almost like a safe spot. Now, Margaret mentioned something really interesting. She mentioned that there's also sometimes people who are elderly. And I know there are a lot of elderly folks who live in Waikiki. There's a convenience factor. They might have lived there for 50 years and they never want to leave. But there's a lot of things that are available and accessible in a a very small enclosed space. And so that's another population that you um, see a lot of. And Yeah, and we actually have a a Friendly Neighbors program that that caters to the elderly, um, helping them with... with What is Friendly Neighbors like? You know, it's probably not me. I bet my neighbors are like, that's a grumpy one. But like, what is Friendly Neighbors? What do they do? And how does that help people who are older and who have challenges? Because I'm sure there's a lot of folks out there. Basically, anything you can think of in terms of daily chores, shopping, uh, preparation, food preparation. um, So are there volunteers that are the Friendly Neighbors? Yeah, exactly. It's all volunteers. Yeah. And so they will go and assess the needs of Mm -hmm. somebody who says, hey, I need help. And yeah. Maybe helping with food shopping because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. not always easy. It's not. You know, yeah. Food Pantry right. was there in Waikiki for right. a while. Right. I know down on Kapahulu there's Safeway, but there's not really a big food store right, exactly. right in Waikiki. And some people have trouble even getting down to close places like that to, you know, to sure, get Or even their... getting down the stairs yeah, in some yeah, cases. Exactly. Okay, so that's another program that's yeah. outreach to, to those who need it, particularly in that community of Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who are some of the other folks that are down there that? You know, we I hear about teenage runaways that tend to wind up in Waikiki and 
I mean, I guess because there's a lot of stuff going on and there's a lot of right, excitement. Right. And, and, you know, I'm old now. So when I hear excitement and I hear Waikiki, I think, where am I going to park? And maybe I want to stay home. But there's a lot of attraction to Waikiki for people. Right. And yet sometimes it, they may have challenges mm-hmm. with homelessness and, and yes. teenagers and other sorts of situations. Yes. That's a population I don't see. I mean, I right. see adults, but I don't see those groups of kids in crisis. Right. That's what we were kind of talking about earlier was um, – was yeah there is there is a pretty large um, homeless youth population in Waikiki that maybe people are, are not as aware of. Um, totally not aware until uh, somebody told me. Um, and we actually have a clinic that serves specifically that population called uh, Youth Outreach, um, and they they provide a lot of services that you know you wouldn't think of. Um, Okay, I wouldn't think of any of them. So give me some examples. <laughs> so such as uh, such as meals, such as clothing, um, you know, uh, job preparation. Um, That's a good one. Yeah, helping them with uh, with applications, um, uh, internships, things like that. So. So now, for those of us who say, "Wow, they're helping teens with clothes." I so need to clean my closet, and those clothes I probably fit in when I was a teenager. Yep. Probably never again. And granted, they may not be fashionable. But for for all those folks who say, wow, they're doing so much, I want to help Waikiki Health, what can they do? Donate. Donate what and to where? Donate. Money, of course. Absolutely. Time. Time. Be a friendly Um, neighbor. Yep. Yep. Uh, so basically, you can donate at uh, at any one of our sites. Um, uh, I have phone numbers that I can that I can always give. Um, sure, and we can put them on on the website as well. Sure. Um, um, but I'm I'm curious, donate time, donate money, donate food, donate your yeah, clothes, we, donate We actually have what? one I think uh, one volunteer at at Youth Outreach who I think makes sandwiches every day. Um, wow. And I mean sandwiches, you know, that's probably something me the non-chef could actually make. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was she sandwiches was, and cereal. Right. I'm the queen, right. but She know, was actually I think it. a former nutritionist or dietitian and Oh, so they were healthy she, sandwiches. Yeah, <laughs> I believe so. Um and so she I shows don't know if she I can see that. So she takes time out to make these sandwiches because a lot of the kids actually I think some kids have even said without those sandwiches they would have nothing else to eat for that day. So, I mean PP and J would be like my right. nutrition expertise <laughs> right. have some peanut butter and right. jelly, which, right. you know, it's easy yep. for me to make. And yep. All right. I don't know if it would be nutritionist approved, but <laughs> hey, I mean, it's food. Yeah, exactly. So even food, something as simple exactly. as. Even as something as simple as food. Teenagers not even having yep. food to eat. Yep. I mean, we think about all the things we have in this country. And of course, we don't have these problems. And yet, yes, we do. Right in mm. our main tourist Mecca, where we attract millions of visitors every right. year, there is such a need for our own Kama'aina and our keiki and our adolescents right, right it, here. It, it's it, it's kind of weird. Yeah, you're right. Um, it's, it's this kind of... It's like a ter- microcosm right, of the it, world. It's a touristy area, but yet you have this kind of marginalized population living within this, you know, kind of fancy touristy area. You And that's why a lot of people may not be aware of it or think of it. Um, well, and I think these days we continue to, unfortunately find ways to marginalize the homeless. And, you know, we're making it illegal to sit, lie. It's not a sit, lie, stand. I mean, I don't know what you could do on the sidewalk if you can't stand. I think it's a sit or lie, something like that. So we're making making all these rules to try and push them to the outskirts. And yet if we're not satisfying some of the needs that the people may have, 
right. pushing them aside is really not solving the problem. Absolutely. It's just pushing the problem to another place. It's like sweeping it under the rug. And that's a big rug, and we've got to yeah. kind of take the rug off and yeah. look at what's underneath. All right, I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here in the studio with Dr. Ahur Payam from Waikiki Health, and we're talking today about the difficulties in medical care for people who might have challenges that a lot of us don't expect, and also what each of us can do to help out, because there's a lot that we can do even in our own communities. Be friendly neighbors for the folks who are older on your street and and various sorts of things that we can each do to help one another, because it really is about the whole community succeeding. Now, if you've had an experience, we heard from Margaret, if you've had an experience with Waikiki Health, or you have health challenges and want to know, is that something that could be met there? You can always join us at 941-3689, toll-free, Neighbor Islands, 877-941-3689. You guys got to expand to Neighbor Islands. That's what I'm thinking. Uh, But let me not give you more work to do. But uh, we'll be right back after this quick break, and we'll talk some more about ways that we can all help our local community and really help everybody to do well. We'll be right back after this quick break. Stay with us. Get acquainted with the timeless allure of Venice. The island is a woman. She's a serene island, serenissima. Or enjoy rugged Norway, where medieval churches have a lot of stories to tell. Well, a stave church dates almost all the way back to the Viking Age. What makes them really special is that they are decorated with dragon heads. Get insider tips for the trip of a lifetime on each week's Travel with Rick Steves. Tuesday at 4 p.m. following Fresh Air. On the next morning edition, reaction to China trying to create new land in the South China Sea and also a reclaimed prize of war, a famous painting stolen by the Nazis now in an American museum. When the Nazis seized the painting and first displayed it during World War II, they called it Dame in Geld. I'm David Green, the woman in gold in person that's on the next morning edition. Weekday mornings from 5 to 8.30 on HPR One. Support for The Body Show comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. Mahalo to the St. Andrews Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. Welcome back to The Body Show. I'm Dr. Kathleen Kozak here with Dr. Ahor Payam from Waikiki Health. And today we're talking about A true patient-centered medical home and what that means and all the different types of services that are involved and even some things that go above and beyond the call of duty to really help people in the community to stay well and to improve their circumstances, if at all possible. Now, we're always happy to hear from folks in the community at 941-3689, toll-free Neighbor Islands 877-941-3689, and Neighbor Island folks, don't feel like we've left you out, because during the break, I always get a little education every week, and I found out that Waikiki Health, you're a part of several other community health centers throughout the state. Right. Uh, collectively, uh, the Hawaii Primary Care Association, um, we, yeah, we, we collaborate a lot with both community health centers on this island and the other islands as well. And so the largest one being Waianae Coast Comprehensive, Comprehensive right. and then Waikiki Health, and then there's other ones on other islands, Maui, right. Hawaii so, Island, right. Kauai. Right. Um, Kuala Lolao and, uh, and Kahuku, um, yeah. 14 all total, yeah. So really trying to outreach to the population 
where they're at. Yeah, and and you know we we meet and we see what each other what you know what we're doing right, what we're doing wrong, um, what ideas work, what ideas don't. Um, sure, why reinvent the wheel? Right, right. If you guys are doing a great job, let yeah. me take that and do it where I'm at, and then they'll you know I'm doing a great job on something else. Yeah, we'll share with you. Yeah, so. and, and we really do learn from each other um, based on our experiences at, at different health centers. So it's nice. Well, it certainly sounds like there's a lot. A lot of services going on, uh, a lot more than a lot of folks realized. You know, we've talked a little bit about caravan coming to the people. We've talked about the PATH clinic, prenatal care, drug addiction services, social services, friendly neighbors, in addition to psychological care, mental health, physical health, dental health. My friends, the dentists, yes, you are my friends. It's not your fault I have cavities. I have gotten them taken care of, but, you know. That's good. It's not their fault. All right. So we've got another we've got another caller on the line. We have Yvonne from Waikiki. Right from where we're talking about, Yvonne, welcome to The Body Show. I'm just calling to let you South Beach. I was an intern there a long time ago and when I was getting my master's degree. And uh, they also have washers and dryers for the kids. Oh, that's a real important thing. And they also, um, and so another thing people could volunteer is like somebody knows how to cut hair. You know, if somebody needs their hair trimmed or cut for a job or something. That's another thing that someone could volunteer with besides food and, and, and clothes. Okay? Excellent, Yvonne. Thanks for sharing that sure. with us. Cause Aloha. Thank you. There may be some folks out there who have a talent in cutting hair or a talent in helping people in some other way. And, you know, you mentioned interview skills and right. internships right. and learning how to write a resume. I mean, right. these are things that you might learn in school, right. but if you're not in school and you don't have a home, right. how are you going to do such a thing? Right. In order to get a job, you have to be able to do a certain level yeah. of resume building right. or even just mm-hmm. fill out an application. Right. And what do you do if you need help? Right, exactly. And you don't even need to be talented. It's just volunteering your time is is you know is more than we could ask for, so... Well, I think my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches exhibit a huge amount of talent, I th- but I don't think anyone else would think so. But, you know, PB&J, I'm on it. We'll let people be the judge of that. Well, I'm on it. You know, put a little <laughs> extra peanut butter in there, there a little go. extra jelly. Everybody loves it. Okay. So lots of things. And, you know, another thing, clean clothes, washer, dryer. Yeah. Yeah. How great is that? Because sometimes we don't realize we take for, take for granted exactly. that we're going to have access to yeah. that. Toothbrushes, simple stuff. Simple stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, where do you think Waikiki Health is headed in the future? There's been a lot of expansion. Mm. You've been there since 2008. Yeah. And there have been a lot of changes in a positive direction. Yeah. Where is it going in the next five years? We're going to take over the world. All right. Well, before you take over the world, between now and world domination, Yes. what do you think? What are some of the areas that you're looking at improving level of services to? Um, I would say in general, it's increasing accessibility is 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 number one always. Um, being able to see more patients, you know, having you know more available providers, more available facilities, um, you know, that's that's always going to be kind of at the forefront. And like vision services, that's another area I know you guys have that's, been looking at. That's right. That's right. I I would be uh, <laughs> I would be um, wrong if I don't mention. Yeah, we are actually expanding to to include uh, vision services too. So so yeah. Um, just w- when I started there as a resident, it's it's grown unbelievably. 
Um, we didn't have a lot of these services when I when I first started out, um, and um, hopefully we'll just keep adding and adding. You know, like you mentioned, all these services to to kind of take care of the patient as a whole. Well, and it sounds like responding to the needs of the community yeah, because yeah. that changes as well. You know, it does, certainly absolutely. where people who are homeless are allowed to be. Right. And you mentioned next step shelter is something that Waikiki Health has been extremely involved in and yep. trying to help yep. people in shelter environments, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. trying to help people in permanent housing. Right. Now, let's do a little myth busting. I love that TV show Mythbusters. Is that still on? You know, I think it is, or it's... maybe reruns. I don't know. But they're always doing something funny, and I'm like, that'll never work, and then it works. So let's do a little myth busting. I'll give you a myth, and you tell me true, false, or sure. bust my myth. Okay. You have to be homeless to be seen in Waikiki Health. Nope, absolutely not. Busted. You can absolutely be living in Waikiki, have an address, no problem. Yep. Okay. You have to have insurance. Nope. You can't have Medicaid. Nope. You you have to have an address. Nope. We will provide you one. We can pick up mail. Really? Yeah. Um, so anybody who does not have a physical address can always pick up mail at our uh, caravan address. And okay. that's that's a service that's been around probably even before I I started working there. So, all right. So you're busting all my myths. Okay. Sorry. No, that's good. This is what we want to do: is make sure that people realize that a lot of these preconceived notions are not actually true. These are not necessarily how things are done. Okay. There is no revenue coming in from patient care to Waikiki Health. It's all federally sponsored. Nope. Nope. So about half is patient care. Exactly. And then there is some federal sponsorship. There's, some, there's a lot of grants, grants and, and, and okay. whatnot. Yeah. Okay. Um, there's no drug rehab services at Waikiki Health. That is false. Okay. Because so everything so far, all of these myths I've yes, said are totally are, false. They're all busted. Pregnant women can't go. We absolutely take pregnant women. Busted. Busted again. Kids can't go. We see. I see kids. All the time. A lot of the time. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Tourists can't go. Uh, we do get some tourists, but again, like we talked about earlier, it's it's not too you many. You don't get too many, but not too many, okay. but yeah. If you're injured, if you have a surfing injury in Waikiki, you can't go. <laughs> no, that that's you can. Okay. You can. So pretty much if you are an individual who needs medical care, insurance or not, right. living in Waikiki or not, yep. old, young, anywhere yep. in between, pregnant, not, homeless right. or not. You can all be seen see at Waikiki Health anybody, Center. Anybody, anytime, pretty much. Um, actually, one of the things that uh, that I liked about uh, Waikiki, even when I was a resident, is um, I specifically remember because uh, I had I had a primary care assigned to me at that time, and I had like a really really bad, um, I think it was a pharyngitis or, or throat infection. You personally, and, me personally, okay. and and I tried to go see my my primary care physician, and. Basically told me no because they've never seen you before. Uh, you know, you can't get an appointment. <laughs> You're so, sick. We haven't seen you right. sick, so, so we can't see you sick. Right. That That's a circular right. theory that so, I don't understand. Okay. So uh, guess what I did? I, I switched. Um, but that's one of the things uh, I want to highlight is is, is in community health um, in, in at Waikiki Health is we try to be as available as possible. We We try to do everything to make sure that if you need to be seen, that you get seen. Whether it be by the doctor you saw last time right. or whoever's there today. Right. Right. Do you have nurse practitioners there too? We sure do. 
Excellent. And they provide a lot of the on-site care? Yep. Yep. Nurse practitioners, um, physician, physician assistants. Yeah. I think we need to expand more of those venues. I mean, I really do think that nurse practitioners, physician assistants, physicians themselves, working together as a group really helps to provide the accessibility and availability yeah. that folks need. And working collaboratively is, is that's the future. I mean, there are not yeah. enough doctors to go around. No, there for, isn't, especially in Hawaii. Exactly. Yeah. In Hawaii and even on the mainland in a lot of places. And so... Not accepting and or encouraging and working collaboratively with the other providers. You know, it's funny because a few years ago, I had some nurse practitioners on my show and they chastised me because in the very beginning of the show, we say, quote, nothing of what we discussed replaces a visit to your own. And I used to say primary care doctor. And they said cut that out. And I went, oh, my God, I'm embarrassed. And they said, because nurse practitioners can be primary care providers, physician assistants may work as your primary care provider. And that to just say primary care doctor or PCP, well, PCP is primary care provider. But primary care doctor is to exclude those really important essential elements of providing that comprehensive level of care. And so ever since then, I changed it. And it's more inclusive because we need to be more inclusive. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, you know, just just the other day, a friend of mine was telling me that um, her primary care provider is going to limit their practice to about from about 1,100 patients down to like 200 and do this sort of concierge Concierge sort of program. And and I thought, wow, you know, that's another 900 patients that are going to be looking for a primary care provider. And we're already so overstretched in the islands. Those folks are going to have some troubles Mm -hmm. and and how important it is for all of us to work together. Yeah. It how really is. for us to be accessible to them. Be accessible, mm-hmm. be available, yeah. be open to seeing them. Mm-hmm. And I really, I got to say, I respect the fact that you guys say insurance or no insurance, we're going to see you. We're going to help you. And what about enrolling in insurance? If somebody doesn't have it and they probably qualify we for can, something like Medicaid. Yeah, we, we can help them do that. We have patient navigators that'll, um, that'll help you. If for you lack qualify, of better, sure. Right. Get navigate insurance. the, you know, which at times kind of may be um, confusing, cumbersome for for a lot of people. Basically, help you okay. navigate the, the insurance. It's cumbersome landscape. for me. Yeah, exactly. If it's cumbersome, for, I mean, think what it is for. I just feel horrible for some for of the senior, patients, yeah. from some of the senior citizens yeah. who get these Medicare packets and roll in Medicare and they're like, there's 50 pages. What do I do? <laughs> I mean, I can't even explain it, let alone expect somebody who's 65 or, God forbid, they're not doing so well and they're 85 and they have to enroll in all these paperwork. So so lots of things that that are available at Waikiki, at the Waikiki Health and some of their various sites. Right, right. All right. So do you think you'll ever need to have specialists involved, visiting specialists from different locations? Or is that ever something that might be part of expansion or maybe not? Perhaps, perhaps. I mean, for for a lot of things that we need to consult other physicians on or specialists. Um, we, we do refer out, but, yeah, perhaps that's something for the future. So when you refer folks out, do you have a network of providers that you know you can work with that exactly. will help see exactly. certain conditions and take care of things? Correct. Yeah, some some um, providers have kind of been working with us for many, many years, um, a lot of them through our, our current medical director. Um, and, again, that's been through kind of building relationships with, um, with these outside providers and, and doctors and specialists. Um, yeah, they, they help us out. So let's go over again just a few things about people who might want to help, given what they've heard about the excellent level of services that are provided. 
things that people can do. If somebody out there was listening and said, I definitely want to help. I think I can make better peanut butter and jelly sandwiches than Dr. Kozak, which is probably true. I'm just going to be honest about it. I want to help. I want to provide. I can cut hair. I can donate clothes. What should they do? Who should they call? Is there a number that can help connect Uh, those who are willing with those who are in need? Sure. Um, If you have access to uh, the web, um, you can go to www.waikihealth.org. Um, and yeah, you can you can donate through there. Um, it can also guide you to um, to um, other ways to donate. Um, you can always contact. Yeah, let's go old school. Give me a yeah, phone number. Phone numbers. Um, so the the main phone number, our main phone number, is actually nine two two four seven eight seven. Um, and it's kind of an automated system, but it'll it'll kind of take you to our our, our you know donation opportunities. Um, and you can obviously you can obviously through the website you can and through that that main number you can um, uh, contact our other clinics as well. And what about people who might want an appointment? What if they've heard all about the wonders of what's going on and they want to be seen? So you can call that that number I mentioned. Same number nine two two four seven eight seven. And um, we we actually did uh, incorporate a what we call a patient portal now, um, and uh, basically. You can request appointment, and this is this is online. So, like online. an email, your doctor kind it, of email secure, for appointments. Yeah, correct. It's secure and encrypted email, um, where you can you can email your your provider. You can email the or the, we call it the team, the team which is the provider plus the medical assistant. Um, Absolutely, email yeah. the team. I think that's yeah. a great way to put it. And um, then if it's an appointment or a refill or a question, then they question, direct it accordingly. Right, access to to labs that they've done with us. Um, yeah. Medication requests, appointment requests. Yeah, that's kind of a direction that I see medicine going into in a good way. That a lot of different medical centers, Kaiser and Queens and Mm -hmm. Straub Mm -hmm. and Hawaii Pacific Health and Kapilani and yourselves have really started to make the accessibility of information available to people. It used to be like, it's just in my chart at the office, but now we're really trying to say, hey, it's on your computer anytime you should want it. Transparency. That's where where we're headed. Access and transparency, yeah. If somebody said, I really want to look at it online, but I don't have a computer, could they? is there computer access available at Waikiki Health? Absolutely. Absolutely. They can get an address. Yep. They can get a computer. They, I mean, honestly, it sounds like talk about meeting the needs of the community and not just the uninsured, but the insured and anybody Everyone. who feels yep. like anybody and everybody who feels like they need yeah. services there. Yeah. Well, you know, you started back there in 2008. It's a long time ago. It's a long time ago, and yet it sounds like you found your place to be in the realm of medicine and in the realm yeah. of taking care of folks. Yeah, it's it's, it's funny. It's become I, a passion for you. It's become a passion, but but even more than that, I was actually thinking about this more recently. It, it kind of is my family, uh, in a way. Um, uh, I mean, you know, my my family is in the mainland, but you know, just being in Waikiki Health, they have really become my family here. All right. Well, for anybody who wants to make them your family, too, and or want to donate, help out, volunteer, you name it, 922-4787, www.waikikihealth.org. Thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you. If you'd like to hear this show again, you can go to our website and find it. Our engineer is David Chong, executive producer, Beth Ann Koslovich. We'll see you next week on The Body Show. Woo!